Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. Today, you are listening to episode 50 and I am joined by my husband, Lee. Awesome, 50 episodes. <laughs> I know, almost a year. That is awesome. It's pretty exciting. We are sharing questions today that we talk through at the end of a year to reflect on what God has done in our family. In the show notes for this episode, you can find a download with those five questions that you'll hear today, as well as five more that are helpful. I didn't want to go through all 10 because that would be like a two-hour episode. <laughs> So you can find that download at the show notes at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast. I'm also excited to share that tickets for the online conference I'm hosting for special needs moms called One Word for 2021 go on sale today. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you how to buy your ticket so you're ready to join us on December 28th. All right. Are you ready to jump in? I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So a few weeks ago, we got away for a night or two, two nights. Two nights. Um, and went over to Austin where there were very pretty fall leaves. There aren't fall leaves around here in Houston. So it was nice to get away. Um, I like to say that Lee's love language is road trips. Yes, it's it's really just getting out of the house. Yeah. I can't sit still for long. So. Getting out of the house and having like just time. Time, to doing things. Talk to each other. Spending time with you and the boys and family. Oh, yeah. Just hanging out. This one was nice because it was just the two of us yeah. and not the boys. Yeah. So it's about... Not that we don't love our kids. It was right. just nice it was two of us. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like a three-hour road trip mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. Um, we listened to... The Atypical Podcast with Matt and Jenny Mooney. That was lots of fun. We really liked what they are doing there. And we also talked through some questions of reflection uh, for the end of the year. Just some things that we like to think through as we think about what God has done in this year and what we hope he will do in 2021. So I thought it would be fun to share those questions with the audience So we're going to go back and forth and kind of ask each other five of the 10 questions to share the answers with you. And then, um, so it should be fun to talk through each one. Yeah. And we encourage everybody to talk through it with somebody else. Yeah. Because it's it's fun. Yeah. Either reflect on them in a journal or uh, even with friends on social media or with a spouse and a family. Some of these would be fun to talk through with David, too. Mm -hmm. He might have some interesting thoughts on some of these topics. So, okay, so the first one I'm going to ask you, what was the biggest challenge you faced this year? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, 2020. Have we had any challenges at all this year with stuff? Um, I I mean, I guess all of the things with COVID-19 were the biggest challenges of trying to not only have to figure out how to do our church completely different? Yeah, because you're a pastor. Oh, yeah, I'm a pastor. And so when we went into um, kind of shutdown in March, uh, brought our staff together, and I said, we have 48 hours to figure out how to be completely online for everything. Go. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a tremendous job. Our church did really well with that. So, I mean, kind of church-wise, that, that was a big challenge. I think family-wise, just figuring out all the new 
you know, realities we're in with mask and school. And yeah, I mean, that's, that was my biggest challenge. Yeah. Just getting through, I think some of those months, I, I felt like I was in a fog sometimes between March and about June. Right. So. Right. Cause I've said before, I am an introvert and you are an extrovert. So you like to leave the house and go to the office and be around people And so it was kind of a challenge to work from home, Mm -hmm. especially work from home with the boys home and out of their routines and be away from your staff and figuring out how to care for our church family from afar, not being able to see them and be there for them. That was all really challenging. It was. And I mean, I haven't done a hospital visit since March. And that's one of the things I really enjoy doing is getting to go see our our people in the hospital. We don't enjoy them being in the hospital. Right. But, I mean, you know, yeah. just getting out and being able to see them in their homes and hospitals. And there's there's people in our church we haven't seen since March. Yeah. You know, because of their medical situations. So, so on the second question uh, for you, Sandra, how did, how did you change in 2020? Uh, who or what influenced that change? Okay, so how did I change in 2020 and what influenced that change? Well, I think that um, my job is traveling and speaking. Mm -hmm. And I had a really full schedule in the spring. And all of those events got canceled, which caused maybe a little bit of an identity crisis for Mm me. I think in a small way because... Because what I do, serving and speaking to special needs families, there's only specific places where that happens. Like, there's conferences around the country that I go to and speak at, and I see my coworkers Mm -hmm. (laughs) or colleagues only at those events, and I get to meet new families and connect with them at these events. And so when all of those went away, it left a big hole for me, Mm -hmm. like... I didn't have the church to serve in. I didn't have these events to serve in. And of course, the online part of my ministry was still going like this podcast, but uh, this podcast can be a lonely kind of thing. There's no feedback. Like when I go to these speaking events, that's when I get recharged and energized to do what I do because then I get the face-to-face time. And so, um, and that's also where we as speakers and writers affirm each other and encourage each other and say, hey, you're doing a great job. And hey, this is amazing. And I really heard that this resource went well that you put out. And so I didn't have any encouragement or affirmation. (laughs) Like I had you to say, hey, I'm doing this, but you have your own ministry world and it's different from my ministry world. And so um, being away from my co-workers, quote-unquote co-workers, being away from the audience that I serve, that was really hard. And so one of the things that I had to learn to do was find value in what I did because I was called to do it and because I was doing it my best and not necessarily because I was getting a ton of feedback or a ton of opportunities to share it with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it didn't matter the audience size. It didn't matter that I wasn't face-to-face with them. I just had to keep doing what I felt like God was calling me to do regardless of getting that affirmed, I guess. Does that make sense? Yes. Like it was just kind of a lonely ministry time. Right. 
Yeah, and that is that's a big um, change. And I know a lot of people kind of professionally went through that too. You know, within within their jobs and within their families of the the turn from a lot of I'm not going to work today in my office. I'm now at home in my office. Right. <laughs> Just all that career change for everybody, I think, was was probably pretty tough. Yeah. And it was a little bit lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was lonely for me to just sit at my computer each day and do the work without really getting that connection time that I need to get with other people right. doing what I do. And so I had to talk to, uh, I mean, part of one of the good things about this year <laughs> is we kind of expanded our support system. Um, even though we were around fewer people, we got a psychiatrist for James. Mm-hmm. That was super helpful. And I got a therapist who I talked to now only once or twice a month. But at the beginning, it was every week there for a little while. And so to answer the question, who or what influenced that changed, I think she was a big support in helping me be able to not find my value in what I was doing or who was responding to it, but find my value in the faithfulness to God's call. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was yeah, really helpful I think at so. that time. For sure. Okay, number three, the next question. You're going to get to answer this one. Okay. So the question is, what are you most proud of in 2020? And I think, Surviving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there's different categories that we could go through this. Like if you're, when we're not recording this, we could talk about what are you most proud of personally? What are you most proud of work-wise? What are you most proud of family-wise? So you can pick one category and share what you're most proud of um, from this year. I want to do all three real quick. Okay, man. And if, if, Overachiever, if I, if I overstep my bounds and this is the last time I get to guest star, then so be it. <laughs> guest star. Guest star, co-host, whatever you call it here at your podcast. Um, I think Personally, in 2020, um, I lost some weight, which was, I actually lost weight during the quarantine. You which, did. Which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, that was probably all stress related. Don't think yeah. I like diet super yeah. well or anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you ate out less. And I ate out less. But yeah, I don't want our listeners to be like, what's your diet secrets? None. It was stress. <laughs> um, but I, I, personally, too, this was a big thing is I'm in better physical shape. Yeah. Uh, David and I started working out back in, I think, July at a, a boxing uh, gym in our, our town that also does some cross. It's like half boxing, half CrossFit when we do it. And uh, just about died in the Texas summer starting. <laughs> you know, we started at the worst possible time of the year, but we've been doing that consistently. And, you know, now that I have peaked over 40, um, I think the physical part of things are are important and so feel just better personally about physically where I'm at. Work-wise, our, our church has just done amazing through yeah, it all. Really have. have. Um, we've just been so excited about that, seeing the different changes we've been able to do ministry-wise with just a lot of faithfulness on our people's part and we've seen God working well uh, over the year. And I think family just one thing I'm proud of in 2020, I know we joked about surviving, but, you know, we, we hit some bumps in the road uh, with James and some of his changes, but I feel like we we got closer to each other 
uh, and we're just in a really good kind of rhythm as a family yeah. right now where, where David's doing well in school and socially and James has adjusted. And so I know you and I've talked about in 2021, would there possibly be another lockdown or shutdown? And uh, now we've gone through one, we were kind of like, yeah, we could handle it. And I think we could. I yeah. think we could we can handle it now. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it has been stressful, but I feel like special needs families in general, this isn't the first hard thing we've done. Right. And so we, I think we're maybe better equipped even than some other families to handle what came this year, like social distancing. Yeah. We're pros at that. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> we're pros at eating at our car because yeah. we don't normally eat at restaurants. And so, of course, there were challenges, uh, so many to even, too many to even count. But there were some things that we were like, okay, this is, we're equipped for this. We have resilience, I think is the word I'm looking for. Like, yeah. we're resilient enough to get through this. And because it wasn't the first hard thing we've done, we could pull on times that God has been faithful in the past and say, we know he's going to be faithful here. Uh, and so that I think was helpful to get through and just say, okay, this isn't the hardest thing that we've ever been through. And so we're going to keep building on what good habits and routines we already had and then expand on those when we needed to. So kind of playing off of that, the fourth question come back to you was, what unexpected blessing then do you want to remember out of 2020? Unexpected blessings. Unexpected blessing. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are you blessing or blessings? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I think having a and what I see as a blessing may not feel like a blessing to you, <laughs> just based on our different personalities. But it was nice to have a quieter schedule, a quieter routine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are often busy in the evenings. And so it was nice for a while for us to be able to have dinner together more often and to tag team in ways because you would come home or be home and I'd say, hey, I need an hour on the computer. And you would say, okay, you go do this and I'll do this. And so not that I think we didn't have good communication, but I think it that was a blessing that we continued to communicate through it. Neither one of us got overly frustrated, I think. When there were times that it was harder on you and I could step up and there were times it was harder on me and you could step up. And so that was a blessing just to see how you filled in the gap in some ways and how I filled in the gap in some ways. Um, And it was kind of surprising, like even just a few weeks ago, October or so, I was just really sad and melancholy and unin didn't have a lot of energy to do a lot of things and so you had to step in into some ways and and fill in that gap just because I was like I was just kind of overwhelmed by I think we went so long (laughs) with things shut down and then here in Texas things opened back up again and so my inbox was full again, and all these things were happening, and I, I had a hard time transitioning back to being on mm-hmm. the way I was. And so um, really just seeing how we, as a family, continue to serve each other and support each other. Um, David turned 15 this year. There's some ways that he stepped up 
and was a blessing to the rest of us. And having a psychiatrist for James that sticks with us on this medicine, that's yeah. a huge help. A big help. Um, James made some big potty training <laughs> strides this year. Yeah. That was huge for us, being able to sleep the whole night through in his undies. I mean, that's a big, big deal. Mm -hmm. And we waited 12, 12 years, years. <laughs> for that to happen. Um, and, and it was all on him. It was all I on mean, him. I mean, really, yeah. one night we went to put his pull-up on and he said no. Yeah. And we were like, what? He was like, no. Yeah. And then you said, okay, I'm going to put underwear on you. And I was like, are we doing this? Are we going <laughs> to battle this all night long? And he yep. made it all the way through. He and, did. And then he know. did it again the next, <laughs> the next night. next night, we're like, all right. And every night since then. Way to go, dude. I know. <laughs> and that was, a, I mean, that, like, if we're just talking about unexpected blessings. That, that was, was a big one. Totally unexpected and a huge blessing. It was. I mean, that gives him some independence and yeah. some just hit more ability to maybe spend the night at grandma's right. or as he grows older, do we have more flexibility in where we can leave him? Yeah. So that was cool. I mean, I think the longer I probably sit with that question, the more and more mm -hmm. things I could come up with that. And they go, oh, yeah, that was a blessing. And that was a blessing. And that was a blessing. So I may have to keep thinking about <laughs> <laughs> unexpected blessings that came from this year. Okay, so the fifth one that we're both going to answer is, what hope are you carrying into the new year? I think one of the biggest kind of light bulb moments, I guess, for me this year was I was preaching through Joshua. And that was when, I don't remember if that's when we were still um, away as a church or if we were back. I think we were back in person at that point. But just kind of thinking through in the book of Joshua how God continued to provide a way for them to the promised land. So he had said, you know, you're going to take the promised land. It's not going to be easy. Be strong and courageous. You know, that's chapter 1, verse 9. And, you know, they had to cross the Red Sea. God made a way. And just obstacle after obstacle, God made a way, God made a way. And so that was just kind of a light bulb moment for me in 2020 where I stopped and I thought, this is the same God we worship. Yeah. I mean, the God of Joshua is my God. And if he could do that, then goodness, like, look what he can do now. Yeah. And, and so some of these things we're going through as a culture and a people, I don't want to minimize them and say they're not hard, but I mean, God can handle that. Right. <laughs> you know, like he, he parted the Red Sea for over a couple million people to cross through it think he can handle this and, yeah. and so that was just that really encouraged me and really I've been thinking more and more about that as these you know a lot of these blessings you you talked about is trying to just have the hope of remembering constantly remembering even in hard times the good that God still does and and that can really fuel hope going in into the new year yeah so no, that's good yeah one of the sayings that I say on the podcast all the time, in real life all the time, is remember and tell. Yeah. And that's what we do at the end of the year. We remember what God has done, and we tell others about what he has done. And so I think I am really good at the remembering. And the hope that I want to carry into the new year is that is Jesus is that hope that we need to share because with everybody we come in contact with. So like, like I was kind of thinking about a theme for um, Christmas 
and I thought about a weary world rejoices <laughs> because mm-hmm. we're just so right. weary right yeah. now. But we aren't weary in the way that the rest of the world is weary because we have Jesus. Yeah. And so I just really want my hope going into the next year is that I can continue to focus on him, but also that I will share him in new ways because I feel like the world is so weary right now and we have the answer to that weariness and I need to be more vocal about that answer. I need to be doing better at pointing the podcast audience and my Facebook page and the families at our church and our special needs ministry, like pointing them to Christ so that they rely on him and they don't rely on all of these little G gods that sometimes get in the way. So that's the hope that I'm taking into the new year, just that we can focus more on that. I can be more forthcoming have opportunities to share the gospel that I've never had before as people just seem like they need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're more aware of their right. need right now. Yeah. And I think that's that's a huge encouragement to me to say they're not going to turn away. Like they need to hear the message that I have. And so the hope that I have is that I'll have more opportunities to share that message. That's good. That's good. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's, I mean, I think the one thing we've talked about as a staff and I've talked about with other pastors, and I know this is probably going to put me in the nerdy category, but I'm really excited about what's happening right now and what God's doing. Yeah. Because I, I really feel like in a lot of ways, he's He's changing culture. He's shaking up the church. He's really, things we've been praying about as a people for a long time of we need more time with this we need this we need this and god's like okay you need more time i'll put you in your homes right. you know? but like shut everything down around you and so i just feel like in in going into the new year it's just such a a pivotal time just to get back to seek him first and yeah. and what really will change in a lot of our lives when we seek him first and i, I think that's that's just some some things i'm excited about that we've seen out of this time is feel like God's calling people back to him. And, and people are, like you said, asking those questions and wanting to know answers um, and, and wanting hope. And we, we have that answer. Yeah, yeah. So. That's good. That's exciting. So, okay, well, I'm going to wrap up then. I'm going to tell them how to buy tickets to the conference that I awesome. have going on. Thank you again for letting me be on episode 50. Oh, sure. I'll see you for episode 100. Uh, well, you're on every time a month has five Mondays. Oh, cool. All right. So I'll have to look at the 2021 calendar <laughs> and see when you, there's another fifth Monday. Okay. And then you can come on again. Love to. Yeah. We enjoy having you. Thank you. You're pretty fun. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, friends. I'm going to tell you about how to purchase tickets for the upcoming online conference called One Word for 2021. As we move into 2021, I'm asking God for one word to focus on, one word that he will use to help me grow in godliness and keep me abiding in him. I want to share that one word with you, and I've invited 20 friends of mine who are special needs moms and a couple dads to share with you what their one word for 21 is in this virtual conference. You'll be encouraged to pick your own word for 2021 and pray with anticipation about what God will do in your life in the new year. 
Today is the first day that tickets are on sale. And to purchase your ticket or learn more, you can go to sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast. And there you will find the link for the conference. And then you'll get access to all of the video sessions. There will be 21 video sessions. You'll get access to all of those starting on December 28th. So the last week of the year is always one of my favorite times for reflection and for planning and just thinking about what God will do in the new year. And so I thought it would be fun for us to be able to do that together through this conference starting December 28th. And then you'll have access to all those videos the entire week for you to watch whenever it's convenient for you. So to find that link, you're going to go to sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast and find the link for one word for 2021, the online conference for special needs moms. All right. (laughs) Oh, I have one more thing to ask. We need them to leave a review or a rating. So especially if you're listening on iTunes, if you're not listening on iTunes, you can go over to iTunes because that's where most people find us for the first time. And so if you would be willing to do that, that would be really helpful for other caregivers who are trying to decide if this podcast is a good fit for them. So we've got 50 episodes now (laughs) for them to scroll through and they might think, well, is it worth my time to jump in here and figure out what they're talking about? And so if it has been a blessing to you this year, this episode, anything that you've heard from this podcast in the last 50 episodes, it would be awesome if you could take a minute to hit that five-star rating or even leave a review that would help even more so people know that this podcast would be an encouragement to them in their caregiving lives. Thanks again for joining us today, friends. It is always fun to hang out together and to hang out with you. So know that we are praying for you as you fulfill your calling as an abiding caregiver.